Welcome to the Shine Shine Geek the Shine Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. Done. Well done. Okay, we're gonna use that. <laughs> Like we, I should be recording. This is all gold. <laughs> yeah. So I, oh, I should, I should start over. <laughs> welcome yeah. to Sean, or sorry, welcome to Fast Brett's <laughs> Swell and Sean Geek podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, we were just talking about we we're just having a drink because it's Friday night. We usually don't have a drink during the week, so yep. I get my swells. Which are I got the water one and the goblet one, I guess you want to call it. And don't so, confuse yeah, don't confuse swelling with other swelling, I guess. Yeah. No, that's different swelling. So <laughs> yeah, so I've so I've got a couple of black Russians as they call them. And uh used to have them in a regular glass. And then you load the glass full of ice. But the thing is is the whole glass just starts to sweat. And then every time you go take a drink, you're you know, you just Look like you wet yourself here. Your shirt's all soaked. But it was a good thing because it would water down the alcohol a little bit to, you know, dilute it. Yeah. With this swell thing, my God, like I put ice in here and the next morning it's still, the ice is still a big chunk. It's, it's that's just amazing. Yeah. So like the first swig that you take, like when you pour your, your Kahlua and your vodka together, like the first swig you take tastes, it's, it's pretty strong. And then as you drink it normally, it waters down with all the ice yeah, in it. Of course. But with this, it doesn't do that. You're you're drinking straight up right from the beginning to the end. That's what I'm saying. The next morning, all this ice will still be in there in the sink. I thought for sure, because it didn't have a cover, that it would it would definitely melt. But for some reason, I don't know how this thing is made, but like my hand is warm and everything inside is frozen. So it's I don't know, double, triple, quadruple insulation. So even the outside is fine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's great. So when we go to Mexico, I think we'll be taking these. Oh, and uh, yeah, they okay. Can make make the drinks inside them. I think we can do that. And if we lose two of them, well, we've got a set of four, so that's fine. I'm wondering. I don't know. This feels like a cobble wobble. Like you're like you're going to Cabo Wabo or something. Cabo Wabo. No, the Mayan like where the Mayan ruins are. Yep. Yeah, in that area. So the reason I was bringing it up because I just I was just listening to the like god like four hour episode of Podcast Will Rock that uh they we were asked to attend the um the um OU eight one two listening well not listening party, but they're ranking the tracks. Remember like how we used to do with Eric Sinich? Yes. We would rank an album. Well, I guess they do that on their show now, so I guess we don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, but um, I, I listened. I, I, and I jumped in once um, just to say hello and then popped out again. But um, what do you think? I mean, this is this is going to get released in a few weeks, this episode here, you, you and I. But what do you think... What do you think the ranking of the album was based on all the, they got votes from all the patrons. What do you, what would you think the ranking of the album would be based on all those votes? What, and, and give, give me that while I pour my. Okay, finest. You got to give me a little bit of more information. Now, is this just the Hager area era or no, no, it's, 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 it's OU812. Right. Just that album. Right. And they ranked, so basically everyone on the call and there was like 77 people, no, maybe not 77 people. There was a lot of people on that call. 
Right. They they all put their ranks in. They took our ranks. I don't know if you voted or not. To rank the songs, did you send anything to? No, I, I didn't send anything. Here. I, okay. No, sorry. I didn't know I could do that. Um, but um, they re, it's remastered now, right? OU812? Remastered it as quadraphonic. <laughs> well, they remastered all the all the Hagar era Van Van Halen albums. They've all been remastered. Now, when you say remastered, what what did they remaster? Uh they fixed. I think I don't know exactly what they did. Like, okay, let, let's 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 goggle it. Googler. And, and then I'm typing Google. Like, what am I doing? Um what was done to the OU812 remaster? Uh, I think Naturally oh. Wired was probably my favorite uh, on side one. I will give you my, because I, I, okay, so OU812 is remastered by Don Landy. Don Landy came in and remastered it. So it was remastered by Don Landy and released on October 6th, 2023, as part of the Collection 2 Four studio albums with Hagar plus an extra disc of eight rarities from the era. No, it's not really saying what was done, but I did notice that the bass. Because do you do you remember listening to OU eight one two and 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 sometimes wondering is there is Michael Anthony playing on this at all? Because the bass is so back in the mix. It's different. Yeah, it's definitely makes different. So you can hear the bass a lot. You can hear the bass better now. They also cleaned up some of Eddie's tones on some of the songs. Maybe you're not perfect. This is the remastered. The remastered version, yeah. Because they're, they're all on, on all the streaming services now. So I took a listen to the whole album. Mm -hmm. The remastered went, version? Yeah, the remastered. Because I'm like, because I had to put my votes. Like I sent my votes in and I'm like, I should really listen. Like I know right now without going back and listening to the album again, how I would rank everything. And then I'm like, maybe I should listen to it again. And I listened to it again. And my ranking was very, very different after listening to the remaster. Oh, well, there's, well, actually, I, if I just click on the internet one here, I can see it. It's that mine, all mine. Yeah. That's the opening track. Yeah. When it love, that's probably one of the most played ones mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, the radio. Um, it was the I biggest hit off this album. For sure. Yeah. Naturally Wired is the one that I think it just starts off as Eddie does a bunch of <laughs> I can play it right now. Why don't, why don't I why don't I cue this up so we could actually Okay. We're we're doing our own listening party. I I had a tab book, guitar tab book for OU812, and I learned all the songs in it. It was pretty it was pretty cool at the time. Pretty, sorry, you had you had the OU812 tab book? Well, originally I'd, I had bought the tab book for Van Halen 1 and Van Halen 2. Um, just a matter of taking the time to sit down with it. But for some reason, I just, I can't concentrate that well when I'm looking at tab. Because my, my mind tends to wander and then I'm, you know, just all of a sudden I'm, do, I'm noodling and doing some other type of thing on the guitar that's got nothing to do with what I'm trying to learn. Mm. So I must have that ADD th uh, uh, thing that you're talking about. Now I'm gonna share this. I don't know how good this is gonna sound uh, over the internet like this, but which would so? I'm just gonna have. I'm just gonna open up the album, and we, you know, as as we pick stuff apart, we can. Oh yeah, kind of sure. uh, talk about it. I think that that's so okay. So okay, we were talking about you were talking about AFU. So let's okay. This is 2023 remaster. See, okay, so this is the first song that you picked out then. This is the first this is the first song that you're like talking about right now. Like really talking about. So let's take a right. listen. Right. I think that's the one. I don't know if you can hear a difference in drums.
singing a bell. Oh yeah, I used to play. I used to play it. Yeah. So you so you were you were playing this before? Yes. Like you so you had the tab book. Yep. And it, was this the first one you gravitated towards? Uh I don't know. I think I I tried I I tried to do it in order. So the very first when song, you were learning, you were actually trying to learn it in the album order. I th I think so. Okay, that's interesting. Can't, I can't remember. <laughs> it was so long ago, but I did end up learning all of them so i mean i don't know which one i started off with but i would assume it would have been the first one okay because there's 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 a there's a kind of an interesting reason to bring this album up i find because when this album came out you and i weren't living in the same under the same roof anymore you were an adult you had your own apartment i believe at this point i was subletting with a guy who uh, worked for well, Great West Life at the time. Now it's called. That was Dar That was Darwin, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I had to find a place. Because mom and dad were moving to Montreal, uh, and I was I used to work for Boeing. So then we were going to go on a a road trip to El Paso, Texas, I think. And then by the time we got back, mom and dad would have been gone. So it was like, well, you need mm -hmm. to find a place to stay. So that's where I moved moved in with him. And I remember he had a, a stereo. It was a, uh, what was a Panasonic or, or it had a weird, it didn't, or it had a different name. It was a Japanese name or it was JVC or something. Anyways, it was, it was a good set, a good stereo. And I could play so that. Was Dar that was Darwin's? Yeah. And uh, the pedal that I was using was a stereo pedal. So I could go out to left and right and through the stereo and you could play through the speakers. So I'd play the song and myself through the speakers at the same time. And I remember, yeah, learning, learning the whole album. That's but, interesting. You were learning it song to song. Yeah. So you actually started with mine, all mine. Uh, actually, you know, I played a little bit of it because it's been a while since I've really heard any of the stuff. It's probably one of the less talked about uh, albums. It is. It's my favorite. So for me, this is my favorite album. My favorite Hagar album, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Is it for you? Yeah, I think so. So not, so not 5150? No, 5150 was, I mean, it, it was good. Mm -hmm. uh, but this was better, I, I find. I think he was melding more with the guys at that point. Like, you mean the guys in the band? Like, yeah. The, I mean, when you first start off, I mean, it's like you kind of get you, everybody has to get used to each other. It felt like a first album in, in a way. I mean, a first album by a whole bunch of professionals, but still, like the first like Rush album, for example, it it it's good. can tell it's like feeling each other out you know like you can tell there's that on 5150 and this one it's like they're buddies they know how to go into the studio they know how to write a good song but for me so for me the reason this album's important because up to this point every van halen album i would steal from your room and listen to <laughs> this is the first album i had to go buy, like buy it myself and you weren't at home. You were in your apartment with Darwin and, you know, listening to quadraphonic sound or whatever. But for me, it's like this, am I a Van Halen fan or am I a Todd McGinnity playing Van Halen fan? <laughs> it was a true test of my, my, my love for the band because I mean, musically I'm like, I wanted to be a musician. I saw you playing guitar. I wanted to do the same thing, not play guitar, but play another instrument. Right. So I was, I was liking stuff you were liking because, well, that's gotta be what's cool. Like there, there was that aspect of things going on. It was more the, it was the sound that interests me. Like, you know, when we used to go to Mimi and Pepeos and uh, Brenda had, you know, all these albums and stuff that she was playing and a lot of them were like for KTL and stuff like that. Yeah. 
and she'd have her um her drumsticks drumsticks and yeah. she'd, she'd play those while she Maybe. was with, yeah. with the headphones and uh the array of music that was there oh my uh, god it was all over the place yeah i mean some stuff like the older stuff that say our parents listened to was like mm, you know it was like the pop of the day type of thing mm-hmm. whereas my interest at the time was yeah it was it was either the headpins chilliwack triumph rush you know that was all my my thing Cousin Sam, it was all like ACDC, like just tons of ACDC. That's all I recall she ever had. Uh, for so who, sorry, who had that? Uh, Sam. AC, really? It was ACDC? Oh, See, yeah. I don't remember what she was listening to because I was, I think I was too young. I think I was too young. Yeah, I think I was too young to really know what she was into. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, she was a lot younger than you, too. So. I mean, she was more my age, but she was still older than I was. Yeah. So it was ACD. What else was she listening to? Uh, you know what? I, this was later on. I can't even remember how old I was. But Super Tramp? I was in her room and she had tapes and I was just kind of listening to tapes is all I was doing. Okay, was maybe you, can you can you clarify for me? Because this, this I was I was young and this was all confusing to me. I remember... Paul and Carol's house. Mm-hmm. I remember going into the basement and yep. there was a, I can't remember if the room was at the far end. There was a far end room, which was Kane or Kim's room. Whose room was it? Do you remember? Uh, at the time, I think it may have been, I don't know. Cause as soon as you walked in downstairs, I think at right on the left, you could actually go under the stairs and go around right through to where the laundry room was right beside uh kim's room i guess we'll, we'll call it kim's room could have been kane's room depending because kane's room used to be when you got into the house and you went you're going to the bathroom right and the bathroom was on the left hand side and if you want one room yeah. past was the last room that used to be kane's room then it became sam's room and then the right hand yeah, on the side, right hand side coming in from the front like in the front like say you came in the front door yeah okay as soon as you came in the front door the i remember wait i remember in the fireplace i remember uncle paul's dad's was in that room on the left and there was a had this massive heavy painting yes wasn't that like a sitting room or something that i can't remember room. we were so young that was the living room well, that was a living room. So they there was the, a room after that on the they left. Had, <laughs> they had the well. Let me go through room by room. Okay, because yeah, I don't, I don't remember. As soon as you walked in on the right hand side, there was three, I think it was three, three long brass tubes. Now this was for the doorbell. Mm. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Dong, dong, dong. Like dun. just yeah, yeah, like the old style. Oh yeah. And then, okay, so as soon as you walked in, okay, it was green shag carpet. Oh, yeah. Okay. First thing. I remember and that, yeah. You go to the left, that is the living room. Uh, the TV was on the wall by the windows. And Carol used in to In the have, living room. In the living room. Yeah. And Carol used to always have, it was a big bowl of, I don't know if it was water or oil, but it was red. And then they had these tea light floating type candles. Oh my God. Inside it. It was pretty cool. Like that was. I don't think know. I remember that. And then just to the right of that, there was, I think there was like a little wrought iron door that went into a little solarium where she had some of her plants. Mm-hmm. That I remember. And then if you go past that, then you would end up almost in the kitchen. So you could either go in the kitchen or you could turn left, go down the two stairs to go out in the back door. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. And go downstairs. And then wasn't to the right was Paul and Carol's room, and there was another bedroom on the right when from the entrance, right? Was okay, that on so, the right hand side? So on the first floor, when you're coming through the entrance, yeah, 
on the left hand side was the living room. Yeah. If you went straight through was the kitchen. Yes. Just before you hit the kitchen, if you hung the right and go down the hallway on the right hand side was used to be Sam's original room. Yes. Right across from that was the washroom. Yes. And then Paul and Carol's Jude. was on the same size and then as Jude's as on the left side. Sam. Right. And then Jude's was on the left side at the very end, which ended up being Kane's room and then ended up being uh, Sam's room. So I guess, you know, I mean, we, we lived, we lived there practically most of the time. Especially in the summers. Because mom and Carol were tight. Like, oh, yeah. To where it was like, okay, well, I think dad was working midnights. So they'd take us there. We'd hang out. Mm-hmm. And then I'd hang out with Sam and, and I mean, Kane and Kim were, were way older than I was. So there wasn't, we didn't really hang out a whole lot. So it was mostly just Sam, Sam and I would hang out. Yeah. And they had the pool. So we would swim in the summertime. Yeah. In the summertime. Yeah. I mean, we helped actually build the pool like with the wheelbarrows. Like we had, really? you know, up and taking the dirt out and yeah. Oh yeah. I remember working that, that summer. My God. Oh my god! That's quite the, that I didn't was realize quite... you were digging. I I just assumed they hired somebody or something. No, no, it was it was you know, get the kids working. Boy, they 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 used the labor. <laughs> wow! Yeah. But it was uh, it was good. And then they made the pool, and then they had the liner put in, and the whole thing, and and then they had the little shed, like the changing room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the back, and then on the inside of that, that's where the. Um, the sand filter room was where the pump yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they had music pumping up through. You know, I think they had speakers on top of the on top of the shed. And then they yeah. had a sign. As soon as you walked in, it says, "I'm not going to swim in your toilet, so don't pee in my pool." In my pool. I remember that sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. But yeah, we we did a lot of. Uh, yeah, some Sam got me in trouble a couple times. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's go back to this room though. Because yeah. I wanted to bring that up. So that room, which was either Kim's or Kane's in the basement. At the very end. Yes. And they remember seeing, and, and I think we had we had snuck through, as soon as we went down to the basement, all the way around be, behind the where the laundry room was. And actually, there's a chute from the bathroom. Yeah, there was a chute that yeah. went into the laundry chute. that went directly into yeah. the laundry chute. Yeah. Um and while either Kim or Kane or whoever it was, they had a big traffic light. Oh and, my God. Yeah. And it had the lights, the green, the amber and the mm. red. Do you remember the room being super dark? Yes. Super dark. I think there was even a strobe light on. Yes. They had a strobe light. Yes. I think I remember that. So it just made it that much weirder. And when so you were nine, 10 years old and. and now I remember going in that room, not knowing, I don't, can't remember whose room it was at the time, but I remember going in that room and I remember vaguely remember there was ACDC playing in that room, but I also remember hearing Super Tramp in that room. But then they sent me away to teach me how to be sensible, logical, oh, responsible, practical. And then they showed me a world where I could be so dependable, oh, clinical, oh, intellectual, cynical. I'm trying to remember. Cheech and Chong. Somebody had Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong, I remember listening to at the camp. That we seems there. so odd. Troy had a Cheech and Chong album. I had one of them. It was Lost I know Cheech you did. Chong. Yeah. And he had it up in Smoker. I, I can't remember which one he had, but. You had the one with the car, and then you pull the sleeve out of the album, and it shows yeah, all, all the pot that they had inside, hiding inside the car, and all the drugs yeah, inside the like car. Like a Volkswagen bug. And it showed one pair of feet going down and one pair of feet going up as if they were, you know, yeah. on top of each other. But yeah, yeah. when you open it up, it was like the inside of a car door, but it was all full. Uh, hi. How many uh, tonight? Oh, how, how many tickets? Um, well, they're just uh, me and him. Talk. We're, we're just here together. And uh, I mean, like, we're not together, <laughs> you know, like that way. Like, I mean, we're like, we're going to meet some girls inside, man. You know, <laughs> like pick them up, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so I guess we're just me and him, like, so one for him and one for me. Well, that's that's two. We'll take two ticks. Ain't that right, man? What's the hassle, man? There's no hassle, man. Just hey, are you giving us a hassle, man? Hey, man, he ain't giving hey, us no hassle, Hey, man, there's only man. two of us, man. Yeah, that's, that's right. There's only two of us. That'll be one dollar. Oh, a dollar. Um, hey, man, you got 50 cents? 
Oh, there you go. That was pretty cool. So we listened to. We okay, listened so to okay, so Sam, did Sam play. ever have that room in the basement? I don't think so, right? Not that I recall. So, well, what I guess what I'm trying to get around to is the music you and I listened to in that room. Who had that music? Who were we learning about these bands from? Was it Kim or was it Kane? Who's older, Kim or Kane? Is it Kim? I never really did ask. We're not allowed to ask. Like, you never ask a woman how old they are. Oh, you can ask your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what would be fun would be to have Kim on this at some it's point. Like, it, it like, just like reminisce about the old days. It'd be super fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot of... Um, it, it just the age disparity. When mm -hmm. you grow up with, uh, with like myself and you, mm -hmm. or younger, I mean, a couple of years makes a difference sometimes, like depending on on your on your friends and and your interests and stuff like that. So, I can see where that would, you know. But if you think about it, like we actually learned about we learned about certain bands from that house, from that room, because that room. If we look, look, we were young. We didn't know anything about anything back then, right? And right. Kane or Kim, depending on who it was, are, were way older than we were in right. those days. That's considered way older when you're that age. And yeah. you go into this room. There's the stoplight that you mentioned, right? The, the whatever, the stoplight. There was a strobe light. It was really, really dark. Maybe there was pot smoking going on in that room, which back then, oh my God. Could have been. But it... it me now going into that room i'd be like oh yeah you know like cool room. fucked up in here or something you know like and 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 put some vinyl down and, and take a listen yeah I, I almost feel like i almost feel like we could have gone in that room sat down got stupid mm -hmm. and listened to apollo suns or something or back then it would have been chicago pre peter fucking satara right you know when peter he wasn't the singer he was just a horn player or whatever and they actually had like good shit the moment been like studio musicians weren't they what who's that chicago yeah oh yeah it was all like 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 proper studio guys like like toto i think those are all studio guys also oh i don't know tell they're very very tight Okay, so mom brought this up before when she was on the show before. Okay. And I don't know if I got it out of context or I didn't understand properly, but what's the story with Mike as a drummer back in Moncton back in the day? Like, what stories do you know? Because you were older than me. I idolized Mike because he was a drummer and, that, and I liked Peter Chris and that's what I wanted to do. And you'd always hear these stories about how great Mike was and well, things he did like what what stories do you have of uncle mike see i heard the same story you had heard that he someone you know chicago was went to moncton and they were looking for a drummer and they needed somebody i don't know the original guy something happened he filled in but since then i don't think i think someone had said that that wasn't i can't remember now if that was actually you know mike. what i should send an email to i was going to say to fucking uncle uncle paul <laughs> But that's that's not proper proper. I don't actually call Uncle Paul Uncle Paul. I always call him Manoke Paul. Manoke. Yeah. I always Manoke. And 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 that's a sign of respect when I so I scratch what I just said. But I should send him Manoke. I should send him an email and ask him, what do you remember about Uncle Mike in Chicago? Not in Chicago, but in <laughs> Chicago. Regarding the band Chicago. I'd heard multiple I mean, stories and i'd like to actually verify what that is do you ever reminisce about remember when we were growing up uncle ronnie would come over and you know and the whole that I mean all our cousins and our aunts and uncles and everybody was there mm -hmm. and then they have like to sing along and he you know he'd have his sheet music his acoustic mm -hmm. guitar and he'd just go all night long hey can somebody tune my guitar for me <laughs> do you remember that you couldn't uh, tune his own guitar. I remember that. I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, you're playing like 
you're playing really well. You can't tune a guitar. I always thought that was odd, but he just never learned how to tune his guitar. Really? I, I thought he knew how to tune. No, he did not. Oh. That's I know, right? Isn't that weird? Sure he does now. Well, maybe he does now. I wonder if he still plays. That is a good question. You know what? For the amount, as we age, our aunts and uncles, um, I mean, as we get older, some of them are going to be passing on. And yeah. it's a shame that, you know, that happens, but there used to be a time where everybody kind of got together at, at Peter's camp. And I remember there was a couple of years back, uh, I mean, it could have been 15, 20 years ago, but they actually had it a feels couple like a couple of years back. Yeah, they kind of had a reunion and I kind of feel it, bad that I didn't go because that would have been like just awesome because, you know, Peter's camp. Mm -hmm. And everybody was there, man. Yeah, having one at there singing and 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 because uh, they broke just, they broke out some instruments, right? Everybody, yeah, they, and they recorded it, and I can't remember where the recordings went, but yeah, I, I remember them them doing it um, one year, and and they just recorded it all. Really? Cool. Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember if it was something that I love to hear that. If it's something that somebody was emailing me, oh, or if it was something I could that. find. Yeah. Wonder who you know what Monette would know. If anyone would know, Monette would know. Yeah. Right? Because she was there. Yeah, for sure. I miss Monette. Uncle Junior's, he had, well, he had the, um, they had the cottage, right? Uncle Junior, yeah. Yeah. And then Monette's mom, uh, in the summertime, they'd, they'd be in the trailer park, right? Kitty corner. Like as soon as you went across the street from Uncle Junior's across the fence to the other side, yeah. that's where the trailer park was, right? For the, for the beach. Yeah. So, yeah. So they would, so her and her mom were there and I remember bringing my, my uh my black uh strat okay sorry just i'm just remembering that's right because that's where they were like right there yeah and um and monette was there and we were playing brian adams uh run to run to you wait so you were on you were playing guitar and and like who like who else was playing um monette so she was singing run to you singing, she was singing or no, it wasn't Rent You. It was uh, the one with uh, Tina Turner and uh, Brian. Oh, Adam. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so yeah, we were, I, I remember doing that. That was that was pretty cool. That was, I think that was the was first. Just, time. Was wait, was it you and her? Was there somebody else there? Oh, like, I think it was, was, was Juno playing myself. That was the very very first and every time that I think Monette and I ever played together. Yeah. Only time, right? Yeah, I think that was the only time. Oh, that's that's. I remember, she, she had her Juno, uh, her Roland Juno keyboards. I remember she had. I remember that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I've always, you know, I've, for a second instrument. Well, I mean, I play bass and guitar, but I guess for a third instrument, yeah, would be uh, would be keyboards. I'd, I'd like to. Uh, I started, and then I just kind of lost interest in it. Yeah, but, I think there's a hump to get over. Like once you get over that hump, it's too much homework. <laughs> you know what that's a t-shirt we need we need the uh kevin brown if you're listening he he already designed a t-shirt for us that i sent to you oh right which one what i sent you oh I know it right now i don't know <laughs> right now i'm feeling pretty good i can't feel pretty good i just yeah i'm just mm -hmm. so i want to thank kevin brown because that was fucking awesome but he did the he used the uh the for unlawful carnal knowledge Oh yes, for the shop. Yes, unlawful carnage, which he did for us. Right, did unlawful carnage and put our two silhouettes there. But he did uh, unlawful carnage. A lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Shangi, fast right podcast. Exactly. Yeah, that's that you said. You, I don't know how many fucking times you said that on this show, but I love it every I? time. Oh. oh God, all the time, <laughs> and every time you say it, I get all excited, I get all giddy. 
Oh God. I don't know. It's a saying. Hey, speaking of giddy, huh? uh key giddy Lee. <laughs> Oh, key con. We're, yeah. we're February. We're February already. So yeah. that's uh in May? May long May long. May long weekend. So since we're not going to Rock and Pod in Nashville because it ain't happening this year. Okay. I mean we maybe have to we'll have to plan next year. Well, I, I hope it's happening next year. I don't, I haven't seen any postings for a date or anything, but Kevin Williams and Robert from uh, In Obscuria are going to be there. Mm -hmm. They go, they've been to everyone, or Kevin's been to everyone, I think. I, Robert's been to everyone. I can't remember, but I mean, I want to meet those two guys. Period. Oh, sure. Like for they're, sure. like we had Kevin on our show and it was, it was, it was a treat. It's nice to meet the people. I mean, you can hear them and you can see them, but in person is just a yeah. whole different thing. I almost thought, and this is probably like, I, th this is me with an open checkbook and, and, and having all the money in the world, but I had almost thought and having all the time in the world would, I was like, oh, maybe we should like fly down to Georgia, which is where they are. I think they're north of Atlanta. Could be wrong. Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong to go down there and then drive up with them. That was in, in me, for me, this would be like, Oh, let's do a road trip down to Georgia. Go visit Robert at his firehouse. Cause he lives in a firehouse, a literal firehouse, a literal firehouse. Yes. <laughs> and he plays with fire all the time. And, and, and I, I'd loved, I want to see Robert's fucking firehouse so bad because they talk about it every episode. That's where they, I believe that's where they record. They record at Robert's house. Mr. Harrison's house and they record in there and I, I want to meet uh um Ronnie James DOG with his dog mm -hmm. and I want to see that this place that he shoots porns in I don't know <laughs> he's always got people film crews on there wanting to film at his place because it, it it's 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 Indeed. iconic and I think he's trying to get if I recall Historic status. Historic status, yeah, or something. Wow. But I really want to know, Robert, if you're listening to this, do you have a fire pole and do you use the fire pole? Do you slide down from the second level to the first level? Because I got to know. like, it, And do you call it the bat pole? That's the question. Anyway. Hmm. But, but my, my, my dream would be, oh, hey, let's fly down there and We'll road trip up to Nashville because it, 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 I don't know the geography. I don't think it's that far of a drive, but it'd be nice because I'd like, because ideally I'd like to go down there to, to meet those two guys. But I mean, I'd like to meet the Decibel Geek guys and there's a million podcasts in that area. Like all of them, like I, I, I could, you know, there's a whole bunch in that area that I, you know, that I listen to and. You know, there's Baco and there's all those guys. Like, it'd be kind of cool to meet all those guys, but I don't know. And Obscuria is like, you know, of all those podcasts down there, that's, that's, so like, and I don't know. I did, and they're, they're nice. They're nice guys and they're musicians too. Like, there's a lot. I don't know. It'd be fun. Obscuria. Welcome back, my friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal, and we put them in one of three categories, the lost, the forgotten, or the should-have-beens. I am Kevin Williams. That is Robert Harrison. We are your humble host. Hi, man. <laughs> What's up? Florida man's back. Yeah. <laughs> now let's kick it back on over to Robert Harrison for our five-day weather forecast. Robert. It was sunny outside. It kind of felt like Florida winter today. Hmm. I didn't even get outside. I don't even know. It was in the 50s. It was great. Yeah. Sunny. 50s. Oh, that's why I was inside. Yeah. yeah I need to be much colder during this time of the year. Nope. Nope. It's coming. We, we've had enough chilly weather to kill off the mosquitoes for a while. So. Yeah, for sure. But we, we Keycon, as you're saying. Where but like where is, uh, like, NAM is right now is going on in Nashville, isn't it? 
Yeah, because one of the people couldn't make the the podcast, will rock podcast on Friday because he was at Nam. And he's yeah. like, "Oh man, I'd like to be on the podcast on OUAON two live, but I'm at Nam." Yeah, I saw I I, I saw some footage of of people who were at Nam. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's uh, pretty uh, pretty cool. So we where where is Nam? Where's it held? I think it's in Nashville. Of course it is. Or is it Nance? It's either Anaheim or Nashville. <laughs> a little bit different there. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be so. What are we doing? Well, like we've done every KeyCon, I think, and for for a while anyway. Yeah, I mean, this will be a different different one for sure because it's at a different location. Location. I went. I went when they had it at a different location before. I think when it was at the Delta. I think that oh, was that? Delta one year or something was weird. But it wasn't as good. Like there was there was something that was just off. Like so I, I wonder how this year, but um do you remember Willow Willow Skyler? She uh, she does the um Elvira cosplay. I don't know if you remember her. Mm, no. She's got a bunch of she's got a bunch of podcasts too. Um, anyway, she, she's one of the con chairs or something. And she has a good nose for what's good and what's fun and what's not fun. So I think, I don't know, it could be a good one this year. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be new all around. So mm-hmm. yeah. News always refreshing and good and, and change is, you know. I think they need some change. I think it's in, in order to evolve. I think they need to evolve a little bit. And the very first one you went to was at that same place. Was at the Radisson? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how many years ago was that? What year was? Did we put our Star Wars movie out? It was like two or three years before that. I don't know what year that was, 2000. Wow. That's quite It would have been around 2000 because I met Sylvie in 2003. And I did two or three key cons before I met her. And I met her in, in May. So it's been there over 20 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. So now it'll be something new and, and maybe it'll be like a, you know, 2.0. 2.0 type thing that keycon was the wild west man back then like the some of the stuff going on like i heard stories but then it became the kids grew up got married and had kids and then all of a sudden yeah it, and then all of a sudden it's like well i don't want my kids doing what i was doing like i think there was a lot of that mentality going on mm-hmm. so i mean it was i mean i'm i'm a pretty i'm a very not very, I don't know. I'm, I'm straight laced, I guess I should say. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not like climbing down the sides of buildings and shit. Cause they had shit like that happening at KeyCon. People climb down the side of the building, repelling down. That would have been James could tell you about that one. He's told me that story a few times, but then just weird stuff. And there, there was stuff that is not okay. That happened at KeyCon. Many, many, many things. Yeah, and they're trying to be more conscious and more in control and not letting things like that happen because there's been you know a number of just like anything with anything all the time there's always something where oh that's not good <laughs> you can't have that it doesn't matter what it is you know like like we were talking about like in the transportation industry for example this we had a big talk about that because I guess I'm a bit of a veteran now at this and then you're talking to other veterans not ones that i worked with in the day but we were all in the industry in the day and we talk about things that happened you know 20 years ago and it's like scary stuff yeah there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't that wouldn't fly today for sure no no there was and there was like a lot of i don't pale is the incorrect term but you know payola it's a band, isn't it? Can I touch you to see if you're real? 
you got the ice. But um, what is the definition of payola? Well, the definition of payola was people paying radio stations to play a particular song by a particular band. You pay them, and if it's played on the radio station, then everybody hears it, and then it'll automatically chart. So they're they're paying to get their music on the radio. Nowadays, they just call that corporation because that's literally what happens now. Like Virgin Radio only plays songs from Virgin Records, I think, or something like that. So it's all payola now, but it's not called payola. It's just called, we're going to buy a radio station and control the content that's played on the radio station. But back in the 50s and 60s and stuff, there was, you know, people uh, like the Memphis Mafia or whatever, they would go down and they would pay the rec the the radio station to play we we, we really want to push this artist here's a bunch of money to play this artist and it was considered oh my god oh you know it's it's illegal you can't you can't you're bribing people to play music so i forgot where i was going with this now <laughs> albuquerque viola mm. say you know i knew i should have made a left turn at albuquerque viola why was i talking about viola in relation to what <laughs> and well, was, it three, three, was it a 360 at albuquerque i think it was it was a 360 we're back where we started oh my drink's getting low <laughs> this is really good i had um i just had uh, uh I'm, I'm having gibson's with water i i had an old-fashioned a little bit earlier uh with kara she was here mm -hmm. and she doesn't really drink anymore but i said do you want a drink? And she's like, well, I don't really drink anymore. I said, I can make you an old fashioned. She's like, Oh, I'm like, and then I'm like, Oh fuck. I feel like an asshole. She's not really drinking anymore. And I just offered her a drink and she said, yeah, I'll have one. And I'm like, Oh, well, she's like, no, no, no. It can be a night for a treat and I'll have a treat and then treat. Well, so I made her an old fashioned. Mm -hmm. What is an old fashioned? Um, well, there's multiple different types, but the the way I make it, it it's bourbon. Mm -hmm. How much bourbon? One shot, two. A shot for me is two ounces. I call that a shot. Okay. So, two so two ounces of bourbon. Mm -hmm. Seven sixty or seven? The hell's it called? I don't know bourbon. I had never drank bourbon until someone bought me a bottle. I'm gonna look it up. Now, is that a single malt bourbon? <laughs> and then again, what is the difference between a single malt? A seventeen ninety-two. It's called seventeen ninety-two Ridgemont Reserve. Yeah, this is the bottle right here. Let's see, seventeen fifty-five was the deportation of the Acadians. Yeah. <laughs> and seven eighty. What'd you call it? Seven eighty-nine. Uh, seventeen ninety-two. So. It says the toast of Kentucky 1792 Ridgemont reserve is a distinct, distinctly smooth handcrafted small batch bourbon patiently aged eight years in a new charred Oak barrel in Bardstown, Kentucky. The 93.7 proof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey was named of the year. Kentucky became a state. Now, where do they cut it with? I mean, if it's 90%, you have to put it with 40%. Is it distilled water? Is it reverse osmosis water? Is it uh, I, I don't know glacier stuff? Is it you know? I'm not I'm not a, a brewer. Um, but anyway, so you have that. Mm -hmm. So a shot of that, which I call two ounces, and then you put three duke duke dukes of um, uh, bitters. Oh, bitters! Yeah, so it, it's like Bitter. it's it, it's in a bottle, and you know. You know when you have those bottles, you turn them over and it just squirts out like one little look. Like Tabasco? Like Tabasco, yeah. So duke duke duke. So three duke duke dukes. So three of those and then one teaspoon of uh it's like a sugar water, liquid sugar water, something. Uh it's the stuff they make drinks with. It's just it's like an added yeah, volume, but there's yep. nothing really. And then it's supposed to be on ice with uh, cherries, 
like maraschino cherries, but they have to be in like this cherry sauce because you get a little bit of the red in there. And when it goes in, it, it kind of slowly diffuses through the water, like through the through the bourbon. Right. That has a nice visual effect. But I always put water in because I can't just drink it like that. I can't wait for the ice. I, I'm not going to wait for the ice to melt so I can drink my drink. <laughs> put a little bit of water in on the ice and then, right. and I don't know, Kara said I did a good job. She said it was really good. Yeah. So we so had, I had just a little bit. What's that? So you dilute it just a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't want to, I don't know. I'm not a straight alcohol drinker generally, like just on its own. Right. Although you are apparently with like, so what's your, what's your cocktail? Like, how do you mix it? What's your, what's your, well, it, it's a 50, 50 mix. I mean, I'll use an ounce or whatever, you know, the shot classes. Um, I'll just, it, it's a half and half blend. It's a 50, 50. Okay. So there's no, um, there's nothing else. It's just the two alcohols and that's it. Just Kahlua vodka. I get gray goose vodka. And Kahlua brand Kahlua, I guess that's the only one they have. And it's a 50-50 mix. And then you just load it with ice and stir it up. And there you go. It's like a full. So do you like the ice melted a little bit more or no? Eh, it's like coffee. It's like sometimes you use sugar. After a while, you start taking some of the sugar away. And after a while. Just drink it black. It's either way. Yeah. So, I mean, you could have it either way. I mean. Some people, some recipes I've seen where you put a little bit more Kahlua or a little bit more vodka. It just kind of depends on how, how you like it. But 50% is is good. But the problem is, is because it's it's full alcohol and I'm using these swell glasses where the ice just stays in there forever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's strong. Sure. So, you, yeah. You remember the so, first time you had one? The first time I had one? Jeez. And who you had it with? I remember my first Black Russian. Wow. I want to say... No. I, I know I'm rumors. wondering if ours tie together or not. I mean, whenever I go to rumors, if I have anything, because you, you can buy them in a pitcher type of thing. Black Russians in a pitcher? Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, it's mostly ice and it just melts, right? They oh, just, yeah. Okay. Sure. But um, I remember having that there. Prior to that, I don't know where I learned about where that first one was. Yeah, let me refresh your memory and see if it actually ties to your first time with a Black Russian or not. Okay. Ted made me one. Oh. In, at Ted's house on Tiverton Bay. That is very possible. That is I very was possible. 15 or 16 years old. It ties into that whole period when you guys went missing. <laughs> And there was a shoe. <laughs> all that all that was left behind on the street was it was a shoe. It was a shoe. Maybe you should tell that story, Todd, because it's fucking hilarious. Well, I guess. Well, we had a block party that year because I think we just moved into the block. Okay, for, I don't know if this is an American thing. If, if like if Americans have because we have a lot of American listeners, can you explain what a block party is, just in case some people have no idea what the concept of that is. Well, I didn't really know what a block party was until we actually moved to Winnipeg because yeah, never heard of it before. So we had moved on our block and I think it was once summertime came again because I think we moved there in June, July. I can't remember if it was that year or the following year, but they had a block I remember party. putting, I remember having to put sod down. Oh I yeah, we had the sod so in the back of my leg. Yeah. We're so stretched out that I, I couldn't walk for, for a while. <laughs> It's it's pretty bad, and they have gumbo here, which is it's almost like um, elevator or elevator shoes that they call it. Because every time you walk on it, you get another layer of mud, layer of mud yeah. stick to the bottom, and you you just kind of go up and up and up, which was crazy. Yeah, well, they and don't have mud here; it's gumbo. It's this weird black. Yeah, gumbo. we never had that. I mean, home it was sand, right? Sand and dirt. Here was gumbo. It just I don't know if it's the bottom of the lake that it used to be at one time. Because it had that a, a distinctive smell. I remember when we first moved uh, here. Yeah, and it's like, what is that? That's you guys don't have mud. It's like swamp or, or yeah, just the gumbo smell. But no, anyway, I don't. Back to the block party. Yeah, so the block party. Um, I mean, they had a band playing. I remember they were playing Jump. 
the keyboard player was playing his you know bit stuff and that was the first block party then i think so and then we went so it was at ted's and then ted said oh well let's go to a bush party so the bush party was supposed to be um out by you know where saint amount is yeah okay so there was some woods by there that we went to and i guess they had put the fire out that was originally there originally when we got there so by then i guess everyone scattered or they got spooked or, or whatever or got kicked out so we got there there's no one there and then ted i guess when he was getting into the car i think his shoe fell off like to leave like to yeah i think party. his handle fell off or something so we left the block party and we went to saint amont and some bush party and then when and we came one back, shoe on. he had one shoe on at the block at the bush party yeah because i think there was some mud so then when his foot went in and he took his foot out it suction cupped it was gone <laughs> he couldn't find his shoe so from there we uh but I, but i thought yeah no but originally i think it, it fell yeah it fell off in the driveway but I remember everybody was having time, hard time, you know, with the mud. Uh, when you lifted your foot, it would just. Suck. That was in that was a new that was a new. Um, there was a lot of houses being built on that in that bay, so there was a lot of gumbo. There was a lot of people that hadn't put sod down yet. There was a lot of new. It was all new build, like mostly new builds. I think there was like four houses on the street when Dad bought the plot or something. I can't remember, but. But there was a lot of gumbo around, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of gumbo for sure. But so, so you guys were at the bush party. So this is your your side of the story because you guys left. So my side of the story was before you guys left, I right. think you guys were pre-gaming in, in right. Ted's house. Oh, yeah. And I had never had alcohol before. And, of course, Ted's like, oh, have a drink. And I believe it was a black Russian. Ted can correct me if he's wrong or I might be mixing times up. I, I know my first black Russian Ted made it for me and I drank and I had a drink in his house and it was all on cachette. You know, I was like, Oh, don't, don't tell your mother. I gave you this or something. <laughs> I, don't know. I was like 15, 16. Right. And like instantly drunk, like first drink at 15, you, you could have a thimble and you, you'd be hammered. And I remember like, oh my God, I'm drunk. Is this what this feels like? And I, you know, not understanding. And then I remember you guys were leaving. Right. He's got, I'm trying to remember his car. It was like a green car. I remember it was automatic or standard. Do you remember what that car was that he had? It was a Ford Temple Focus something. No, it was a, oh, it was a Ford something. I can't remember the name of it. But anyways, it was a white car. Yep. Oh, was it white? Okay. I was trying to remember. I, I remember driving in it. Our, it dead car. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So you guys left and then I'm like, I'm walking the street. I remember the band playing. I can't remember what they were playing, but I was like, oh my God, I'm walking around the street. Like the street's more or less closed off because the party's going on and there's, I think there's like food out and there's drinks and there's like party games and stuff. And I'm walking around and I'm like, and I'm like, mom and dad are going to find out. Mom and dad are going to find out. And I'm kind of walking around, breathing in the fresh air and, and trying to, <laughs> and trying to not get caught. And every time I see mom and dad, I'm like, I go down another corner. And I think there was a girl that lived on the block too. I can't remember what her name Chris, was. Kinda, what's that? Krista? No, no, it wasn't Krista. It was someone that actually lived in Winnipeg, like a Winnipegger. Okay. And um, I had a bit of a crush on her, so I was like kind of hanging out with her. But then I'm like, God, I'm so, she's going to know I'm drunk and I'm just going to think I'm an idiot. And but I, and I was I was kind of avoiding people and not having long conversations with anybody because I knew I was going to get caught. And then at some point, mom and dad caught up with me and they're like, do you know where your brother is? I'm like, I'm not in like I'm like I'm not in trouble at the moment. Todd's in trouble. <laughs> I didn't hear about this. this I can tell. I can tell about the tone of voice. <laughs> and I and, and in my head, in my drunken head, I'm like, okay, I can use this to my advantage in that they're not going to find out I'm drunk. <laughs> they're just going to be worried about Todd, and they won't notice. So like I'm like, okay, I can. I'm not going to get in trouble. 
But then what ends up happening is they didn't know where you were. Right. And then they, I don't know if they smelled the alcohol in my breath. I can't remember because I didn't, I was, I wasn't, I was feeling pretty good. Right. They said, are you drunk? And I'm like, um, <laughs> no, of course not. And then they can see like I'm swaying and they're like, right. And then I think mom was mad. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they're like, what were you guys doing? And then I don't know how it came out exactly or who said what or who, who figured what out or if, or if I said something, I don't remember, but in the end it was okay. Sean was at Ted's house with Todd and Ted and they were feeding him alcohol. They were feeding you alcohol. Yeah. So they were mad about that. Right. And then they took off and they were drinking and who knows where they went. So they were drinking and driving or something. Oh my God. And then they find the shoe in the driveway yeah. and they're like, shoe in the driveway. they were so drunk. <laughs> they didn't even realize they didn't have two shoes on. Yeah. And then they started panicking and then they were like, Oh, well, how do we find it? How do we know where they went in there? They're like, and then I'm like, I think I was, I might've been puking at that point. I don't know, but <laughs> You're it was this big thing and everyone was like, and then the neighbors were all involved. And then I think when oh. you, I don't know what happened when you guys get home, but can you, do you remember what happened when you guys get home? No. Did you get in shit with dad or? I don't remember. That was, uh, dad wasn't as mad. There wasn't a whole lot that probably happened. Cause I don't remember. At least it wouldn't have been anything major anyway. Yeah, mom was livid. That would have been imprinted in my mind. Mom was livid. I remember I, I remember mom being mad. Oh, they weren't happy. No, they weren't happy. But I remember Ted, Ted was driving and we were with Ted going to this bush party. Yeah. Then we came back. Yeah. And that was pretty much the extent of it. Yeah. Yeah. Went to a bush but party. You guys didn't you didn't know there. <laughs> the, the big thing with mom was they never told me they were leaving. That was her big thing she was pissed off about. But I mean, Ted was like, if you think back to that time, Ted was a man about town. He was always going out and doing things. He's a very sociable animal. You know, he was always in like, I was always like uh, in, in, impressed. Is that the right word? Where I'm like, wow, he's, like, he's, he's so social. And I was kind of in my shell a little bit and I was watching him he was going to all these places and stuff and he was seeing all these hanging out with all these people and he, he almost seemed like a celebrity to me at the time because everybody liked Ted Ted was Ted was Just, my guy he was like when we first moved here right across the street I mean hung out with him every night with the Bobby Dazzler 75 cent draft night going to you know uh, BFIs if, if everyone knows who, who that is, but there's oh. And, oh, yeah, and I remember, yeah. other people. I yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, all his friends and stuff, it, they were all great, but the, you know, the, oh, the camping and we went, you know, and they interesting, the interesting, and the interesting thing though, was he was from New Brunswick, like us, he moved yeah. here and he was instantly cool as fuck. Everybody wanted to be his friend. He had all these friends and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, this is amazing. Like, he was like, everybody knew who he was, but he just moved here. How did he make all these friends so quickly? He was like a magnet to people, and people just wanted to hang out with Ted, and Ted was like the cool guy. Well, he actually went to school here. He he was actually able to, to one, you know, one But I, it must have only been one year, right? I'm not sure when he moved here, but. Was he older or younger than you? Oh, he was younger, I think. He was younger. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he was, because you're three years older than me, right? I think. 68. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, three. Okay. So it's three years older. Yeah. And he was a year younger than you. So two years older than me. And he moved here a year, a whole year before us, at right. least. So if I moved here, so he would have moved here in 86. Uh, I don't know. I never counted. I am not really a math guy, you know? So he probably had 11, maybe grade 11, grade, grade 12, grade 12 for sure. But, but in that short span of time, everybody knew who Ted was to the point, to the point that when I went to school, 
Oh, you know Ted? You 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 know Ted McClellan? Oh, you know Ted? Yeah, I'm friends with Ted. You know Ted? Ever like so it was like really weird. <laughs> he was like this legend at at Glenlawn. Help me. <gasps> You're my best friend, John. Did you did you just talk? Don't look so surprised. You're the one who wished for it, aren't you? Yeah. I did wish for it. Well, here I am. You mean we get to be best friends for real? For real. Forever and ever? Sounds good to me. I'm like, wow. I was like kind of blown away. I was like, how how did he do that? Like, how did he get so because I, I couldn't penetrate any groups at high school. I couldn't I Well, he's social. He's a salesman. He's 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 very approachable. Yeah, I guess. Very approachable, and then people, you know, congregate towards you. So and now he's into finance, and I'm sure you know it worked the same way. I mean, yes, yeah, that same skill set. Just just his persona and his attitude and and yeah, for sure. That is all for this week. Believe me when I when I say it, we will get back to going through the track from OU812. Honestly, I promise. Hey gang, Sean Geek here. And Fast Fret. And we have two storefronts. If you are a T Public fan, you can browse our inventory over at T Public, which is tpublic.com forward slash Sean Geek Podcast. Or redbubble.com slash people slash Sean Geek Podcast. You can get anything from either storefront, from T-shirts, stickers, phone cases, accessories of all kinds. We're talking masks, notebooks, mugs, pillows, totes, tapestries. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Everything's there. <laughs> Just go to those addresses. Also, check the show notes and help support the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.